beyond time past the sun, moon, and stars, where songs ring through the air and rhymes float on a breeze. A land lies east of the river and west of the sea, south of wonder and magic and just north of free. Welcome to Touch a Rainbow. I'm your host, Andy Phillips. It's time for us to continue on our journey to touch rainbows in order to help us rediscover those better angels. Much of what we talked about last time revolved around being able to walk in our children's shoes. And part of being able to do that is remembering what it was like to be wearing the shoes we used to wear when we were their age. My mother died in the early 80s when my two daughters were still in elementary school. And as I thought about how you might keep a loved one's memory alive, I I started writing a novel about a young boy who kept the memory of his revered, recently deceased grandmother alive by writing her letters during a very difficult time in his life. Now, this young boy's father finds these hidden letters in an attic after the son is killed in Afghanistan. Reading the letters triggers the father's own memories of his childhood. Memories he discovers were not really so different than those of his son. Something he just didn't realize while his son was growing up. He discovers that many perceptions he had about his son, uh, his feelings and his behaviors, when his son got in trouble, when he when he didn't think his son was trying hard enough in school, uh, when he thought his son was just being a troublemaker, when his son was sad, unhappy. What made him sad? What made him unhappy? We're not really based on uh, much of what he thought was happening with his son at all. And through this son's sharing of his deepest thoughts and many experiences to someone he knew wouldn't tell him not to feel the way he was feeling or downplay what was happening in his life. This father gained a whole new meaning about what his son was going through and also what it means to be a significant adult in a child's life. The whole story is about being able to walk in someone else's shoes. Now, as a former kid myself, a teacher, school principal, a friend, brother, uncle, spouse, parent, and grandparent, I've garnered a, a bunch of memories for my story. And some are mine or based loosely on mine or uh, someone I knew growing up. Many uh, were related to experiences of things that happened at the schools I worked in when I was a principal teachers I knew. Some of the experiences, I I just made them up. I thought every now and then I'd share some of those letters from my story with you, just to help keep us thinking together 
about our kids, ourselves, and the world our young ones perceive they are living in, and just how powerless they feel in it sometimes. What is your world made of? Will you share it with me? Do your thoughts begin to wander? Is your mind still climbing that tree? Tell me what I need to do to help you find the way. Tell me how to read your mind I need to know today today okay let's get to one of the letters actually it's the first one that my little boy wrote, and the young, uh, the young boy in my story is named Jake. Dear Gammy Cat, I need to talk to somebody. It's got to be somebody who will listen to every word and won't tell me not to say what I want to say or not to feel what I'm feeling. So I, did de- I decided to write you a letter. You're in heaven, so I'm hoping God gives grandparents a special superpower when you get there so you can hear the words your grandkids might write to you. By the way, it's me, Jake, your grandson, and it's Christmas Eve. There's a bunch to tell you. A lot of stuff happened since you died. I miss you a lot. Guess I want to say that first. I haven't made any new friends yet. I don't know why I should. I've decided friends don't make. They just are. Anyway, I don't want to make any or find any or work at it or be one or whatever. If it can't be Eddie, then I don't want one. I'll never forgive Mama and Daddy for making us move. They must not have cared about any of their friends. Your friend, Jake. P.S. I love you, Gammy Gat. Okay, that's the end of actually the, the first letter in my novel that Jake wrote to his Gammy Gat. Now, if you're like me, stepping into our children's shoes is not an easy thing to do. doesn't mean we shouldn't try to do it, and it doesn't mean that it isn't critically important to get into that world as best we can. But I know, because I've done it more times than I wish to count, we'll make a mess out of the wearing shoe thing. But when we do, we need to reassure our kids that we're there. Unconditionally. Little girl, little girl, don't have a sleepless night. Your daddy's here and he'll 
hold you tight Put your head on your pillow and close your eyes Daddy's here and he'll hold you tight Go to sleep, oh sleepy head you wake laughing with me by your bed. Remember when I talked about all that power we wield as parents and teachers? We have an incredible amount of influence and control in a child's world. Those sharp changes that confront young children and compel them to live by adult-made rules and regulations, often cause them to lose their individual creativeness, their sense of identity, their, uh, their sense of control over their own world. Sometimes, even Mother Nature herself says, hold on there, I'm in charge around here. And like all of us, sometimes, when children feel nothing happening to them is fair and they are overwhelmed by everything around them. They just want to escape that control. Children touch and children feel. Children laugh and children cry. Children think and Children say Sometimes they feel like running away This leads us to another story. This was the day Madeline wrote a note and stuffed it in a bottle. Dear mermaids, my mommy told me no when I wanted her to say yes. Please let me come and live with you in the ocean. By the way, if you can, please stop the tide from washing my sandcastles away. Sincerely, Madeline. Well, she rushed down to the beach and threw the bottle into the ocean. That night, Madeline woke up at midnight to the sound of waves crashing upon the sand. She sneaked out the back door and raced to the beach. Not fair, she cried. No one can stop the tide from washing sandcastles away, a voice said. Who said that? Madeline asked. My name is Finlia. Madeline couldn't believe her eyes. But sandcastles should last forever, she said. They do, Finlea said. In the secret valley of sandcastles, all the sandcastles built in the world and washed away by the tides are rebuilt and last forever. For real? Madeline asked. For real, Finlea replied. You may come with me tonight and be our sandcastle queen. How will I breathe underwater? 
Madeline asked. Sandcastle magic, Finlea said. Madeline held out her hand. And with a flip of Finlea's tail, the two dove beneath the waves. Madeline felt a strange sensation in her legs. Well, down they swam until they reached a dark tunnel at the very bottom of the sea. A light glowed at the other end, and there was music, singing, and laughter. When they reached the light, Madeline couldn't believe what she saw. This is Madeline, our new sandcastle queen. And Finlea placed a shell crown on Madeline's head. Hooray for Queen Madeline, the Mer children cried. Welcome, Queen Madeline, the Mer mothers exclaimed. Start up the band, the Mer fathers shouted. Let the celebration begin. A thousand sea creatures of all shapes and sizes hooped and hollered. Awesome sauce. Madeline whispered to herself. Everyone sang and danced and marched and laughed. After much celebrating throughout the night, Finlea announced, It's time for the celebration to end. But I'm not ready, Queen Madeline said. It is nearly morning, Finlea said, and time for you to choose. Choose? Madeline said. You may choose to be one of the merfolk and rule forever as the Sandcastle Queen. If you choose to go home, you will never be able to return to the secret valley of Sandcastles. Making choices is hard, Madeline said. It's the way of sandcastle magic, Finlea said. Please stay, Queen Madeline, everyone shouted. Madeline thought, Queens go to bed whenever they want to. They sing and dance and march and laugh in wonderful celebrations. Queens wear shell crowns. Best of all, they don't ever get told no. Then she thought, I would miss my visits to the beach. I, I wouldn't get to eat double chocolate banana pancakes for breakfast or hear stories at bedtime or go for long walks along the sand. But most of all, I would miss getting hugs and I love yous from my family. Madeline thought for a moment and held out her hand. Home, please, she whispered. But may I keep my crown? For real, Finlea said. They swam through the tunnel and up, up they went. Just before the sun peaked above the horizon, they burst through the surface. The crown flew off and disappeared into the ocean. Madeline landed at the water's edge. Her legs were just legs again. Finlea was nowhere to be seen. 
Madeline sneaked back home. Exhausted, she climbed into bed and fell fast asleep. After a breakfast of double chocolate banana pancakes, Madeline spent the day on the beach. As she played along the water's edge, she spied shiny silvery fish scales scattered around something stuck in the sand. When she reached down and pulled the object out, she couldn't believe her eyes. Smiling, she built a sandcastle. She sang and danced and marched and laughed. She was the sandcastle queen once again. For real. Unconditional love is real and forever, isn't it? Little boy, little boy, don't grow up so fast. Mommy wants this moment to last and last. You've put your head on your pillow and closed your eyes. Mommy was here and she held you tight. You've gone to sleep, old sleepy head. You wake laughing with me by your bed. I believe unconditional love is a pretty important rainbow for us to touch and for children to know in their hearts we've touched. You and I both know that we can't get it right all the time, but the unconditional and reassurance that we're their part, we can. Thanks again for joining me on that journey to touch rainbows. See you next time, and always remember... There's a little bit of magic inside every child I know. Somewhere inside you'll find a magic rainbow. There's a little bit of magic inside every child I say. A rainbow full of color they can touch every day. It helps them when they're lonely. It helps them as they grow. There really is a rainbow inside every child I know. There's a little bit of magic inside all of you I know. Just believe in yourself and in that magic rainbow. There's a little bit of magic inside all of you I say. Believing in yourself is the touch of a rainbow way. It helps us do the best we can. It helps to see us through. I know there's a rainbow inside every one of you. So touch that magic rainbow, it's so simple, can't you see? To help all the children learn and grow and be the best that they can be.